tape for the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Saving for the Podcast. We are down at the Velvet Freeze Daiquiris on 18th and Vine. I'm Drizzy. Damo. Nick B. Dave Jordan. And T's behind the camera. Off the set. And our intern, Shawnee, is in the building, too. Handling the camera. Handling the cameras, man. She don't get a mic, though. You don't get a mic? Yes, you do. Hold on, hold on. Nah, we don't want to hear her. The fuck you said, man. Me? What'd you say? I said the intern. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Yo, you gotta you gotta take that. Hey, like, hey man, take hey, she's she's actually the reason why this camera view look like this, bro. Give her some props, bro. We she's don't know a what good it look, We don't know what it looked like yet. <laughs> right, yeah, we don't know yeah. what it looked like yet. Yeah, don't jump the gun. All right, my bad. <laughs> As Drizzy said, we're here at the Velvet Freeze Daiquiris with a guest. He is the owner and the creator of Ultra Drip Drip Ultra Drip Ultra Pure Water. Drip Ultra Pure Water, man. How do you even come into creating a water, (laughs) and why? We got enough water. You don't think? For real, for real. But uh, hey, Flint said they don't though. Yeah, that's what that's what (laughs) I like that. I like that. Uh I gotta use that. I gotta use that. Now, man, I just wanted to do something that was gonna really. It was something, man, that I wanted to help the community about. Uh, One thing about our rights of people you know we got a historical aspect of uh just a lot of diabetes um salt intake you know kind of the whole nine so i really wanted to do something that was going to help us pass in my generation you know uh-huh. i'm more of a long term you know whatever i play i like to play to win i don't try to play the short ball i like to play the long ball the long game so i always try to think pass go so about a year ago I literally set my kids around the table. And then I said, hey, y'all, we about to do some water. How old? Man, 9, 14, 9, 13, 14. And so I all gave them a homework assignment. And I said, man, I want y'all to come up with a name of a water company. So they out. Now, mind you, all my kids is homeschooled. So they didn't really know the lingo a drip. They ain't get it, cause you know drip. They they like yeah, drip sound cool, and this and that. But so they all came up with you know different names, rain and all this other stuff. But I said, you know what? What what'd you say it was? Rain. <laughs> rain. Oh okay, I was yeah, just yeah, yeah. rain. So you know, so you know, they all crick, uh, you know, they all just came to the table, you know, with their itemized list of all names, and then so I made a suggestion of drip, and then so they was like, man, I like that, and I said, y'all probably don't really know what that means, right? I do. Just I said it's kind of a play yeah. on words, you know, just with us. And uh, so they was like, all right. And then I said, but y'all, I want y'all to be in on how this thing is really about to come into fruition. You know, I mean, because right now, you know, because they were brought up in the social media time yeah. to where, you know, you know how social media is. So it was kind of one of them things that I wanted them to be a part of every step of it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of really the foundation of the drip. So how do you really get them sold on that, being that they are kids, though? And here's the crazy thing. Being that I've always been independent and I always had a business that I've been, you know what I'm saying, that I've been working on. So my kids have saw me from since I was little, gritting, coming downstairs, seeing daddy on the computer, 
go with me on appointments. Uh, just been doing it the whole the whole time, but I never looked at it from how I really one day sat back and saw how they was looking at it. All they knew was daddy got up every day, worked, rip, ripped and ran all day with the newspaper. Then he went to the bank. Then he bought us stuff. So at a precious age, they knew that in order to get B, they had to do A first. All right. So it was kind of one of them things where they kind of uh, just really, it was like that they gravitated it to it naturally. And without me having to force them to say, hey, you need to go do this, you need to do this. Like, because when I was younger, I ain't had no option. It was like, boy, shut up and do it. Right. And so um, I didn't want that route for them to run this time just because I went through a hard transition trying to understand why why was I put in that position. But then once I understood it, then I said, well, I'm going to give them an opportunity to run their own plays if I present them an option. So that's kind of where it's at now. So do you feel like they – since that's kind of all they've seen, they gravitate more towards running their own business instead of growing up and saying, Daddy, I want to be a lawyer or a doctor. Or they're well, saying, I want to be a, a Here's the play, though. Uh, it's really left up to them. Uh, you know, it's one of just my job that I just, you know, that I understood as a father was that I'm just supposed to do the best I can. And then just whatever they decide to do after that, that's on them. And then I'm comfortable realizing that I prepared something for them and made, really set it in, a, not going to say set it in their lap, but I've made this presentation because I'm big on presentation. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a salesman type of business mind type person. And I believe that if you present something so cold, I mean, so cold, you can sell anybody else. That joint looked like when you go in the freezer, it gets yep. super cold. Man, bro. I mean, ice cold. <laughs> is that why the bottle was, is that, that was what one went into the, the creation of the bottle? Sure. Um, actually, I was originally going to do plastic, and I sat on it for about a year. I was like, I don't know about the plastic. Plastic is cool. Plastic is cool. And then, then when I got with my distributor, the one that was actually coming to me with options on bottles, and then he presented this can. And he said, what do you think about this? He said, it's kind of like a beer can. And I said, slow down, slow down. I said, that's cold. He was like, yeah, nah, it's going to get ice cold. I said, nah, you ain't. <laughs> said, nah. You're not understanding I what I'm said, saying. I said, nah, bro, that's cold. I said, watch what I do with this. And so I had nicknamed it kind of like the silver bullet just because I was trying to do a play on words. I wanted people to get it. Now, one of the hardest things that I saw with anything because we are, and I'm, I'm gonna be a hundred with you. We are, we are hard sell. But once we sell us, and when I say us, I mean black, okay, black folk. We are hard to sell. But once you find that formula to us, we can go anywhere and roll. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I knew that I was gonna have a hard time with was the price on it. Now I knew what that bottle cost me. But I thought I was gonna transition to the community, be like, man, this dude's tripping. I'm not about to pay two fifty three dollars for a bottle of water. This dude, I can go down and get get water for ninety nine cents or whoopie whoop. And I'm saying that's true. You got every right to. Yeah. But what you gotta understand is I'm investing back into us, and I don't think I don't think sometimes people understand that part of the aspect of the game. Like now, I'm about to switch gears. I also own the Dispatch Post USA newspaper. Uh -huh. It is a weekly black publication that I've been doing my whole life. 
And there's a lot of people don't know the history of it. That's cool. Give it to us. Yeah, well, but that part of it is harder than the water. Water is a little easy. That right there is impossible. But I've got so conditioned to do it that it is what it is. So, so uh, now I got to redo this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you showed it to the wrong camera. <laughs> so, uh, kind of make a long story short. Um, I've been I've been in the newspaper business my whole life. This is something that my this is something that my parents started back in the seventies. It used to be called the Globe back in the day. We we all we all just kind of uh, where was we at? We was in Nam Nam Missouri. We was in the country. We was in the sticks, man. We grew up on the farms. Yeah, and this was just before going back there was cool. Short or something. Okay, okay. I'm good with you. So anyway, so uh, we grew up on hard work, man. We, you know, cows, chickens, hogs, man. We slopped hogs, had all the had outhouse down the hill, didn't have phone. I mean, this is real. This is real. You slopped hogs? Yeah, slopped hogs. What is that? Slopped hogs is where you feed the hogs slop. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how cows <laughs> ate. Uh, uh, hogs ate. Okay. And pigs CJ ate. didn't know. I heard that, and I heard stink. that before, but I nice. heard Charlemagne say that before, but yeah. I never knew what it was. So, I so, can't ask him. So seeing and doing that, did that change your diet? Not to get off. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Nah, and, and, and to be straight with you, man, it, it's, it's, this is going to sound like some real uh, 60s. It is. It's talk. And I'm going I'm to tell you this. We be down there. Slopping hogs, getting the cows because the cows run out. You laughing? The cows are run out our pasture. We had to go get them and bring them back. Hey, mind you, this is the '80s, man. That's some hard work. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, this is the '80s. I'm about to do that. I'm about to hit you in the eye with this, though. This is crazy. So we doing all this. So after we did that, I was going to school right up here, where 16th and Facil, called St. Joseph. Yeah, down down the down the street in Papa Goose, walked over to Greg Center, went over to Par- uh, Parade Park, did all mm-hmm. that. That's where I met all my down north guys. We all went to school because I saw the same hustle. Mm-hmm. We all came from the bottom, like you know what I'm saying. But I got joked on because I didn't know no better, mind you. I'm from the sticks. I ain't we ain't know no better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got joked on just because of my uh, address. Like everybody had you know 12th Street, Whoopie Whoop, 10th Street. <laughs> My address was Route 1 Box 485C. Never heard no, of it. No, Route 1 Box 185C. <laughs> they looked at me and said, man, where in the world? Wait, where Dave, the fuck where you is from? that? Yeah. And so I told them. So I got a nickname called Farmer Dave. That was my name, Farmer Dave. <laughs> That's what you they ain't keep me. it? Huh? I ain't, you know, you know how it is. You know, you don't pick your nicknames. People, yeah. okay. you know, if if you pick your nickname, I just think that sometimes it's kind of I always cheesy. felt like yeah. Cheesy. I've always felt like people gotta give you a nickname. Usually, yeah, if yeah. you pick it, it don't stick. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. What's your nickname? Everybody call me Drizzy. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so did all of that. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to fast forward. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna say. So my sisters. Now, mind you, we lived in a trailer up on top of a hill. We lived in a trailer, and uh, so we be down there. Like in the field, working, getting all that stuff together, the cows and all that. Then my sisters would literally come down, run down half the hill, and it'd be like, it's time to eat. I mean, it was like movies. But we didn't know. I've like seen a, that on the movie. Real so. time. <laughs> I mean, you would think. They ring the dinner bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we run up there, wash up, and eat. And it was crazy because That's we would leave there, and then we would instantly be from the country, and then we would shoot up to the hood. 
So that was it. Was yeah. Does, does the way you talk change once you get to the hood? Which you from mean, where you? Because you, I'm saying like your slang and everything. Do you instantly change the way you talk? I don't know. You? I never. Because I, I know some knew. people do that. Like somebody will be from the suburbs, but yep. once they get to the hood, mm-hmm. they change the way they speak just to adapt to. Then that means it's always been in them. It's yeah. just that they just adapt. Like you said, they and, just kind of adapt to the environment and then whatever may pop out. Or it's kind of like when, you know, you got your drug dealers, yep, yep. but they're not really street. They're just like street Straight dudes. Up. Straight up. Or street dudes, but their grandparents aren't aware of it, or your mm-hmm. mother aren't aware of it. So when they in the house, they speak to their their parents and everything yeah. differently yeah, than yeah, when yeah, they yeah, speak yeah. out on the street. Yeah. So that's why I asked that question. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't really know. I don't. You know, I really kind of a backdrop. My daddy's from Mississippi, and my mama's from Alabama. So I don't know what you hear when I talk. I'll be straight with you. I don't know, you know, whenever I go back down there. And when I hear them talk, I'm like, damn, boy, y'all sound, y'all move fast. But then when I get here, people be like, hey, man, where you from? I'm like, dang, why you ask that? Did you get a lot of people saying that you sounded country? No, I just get a lot of people say that I ain't from. People want to hear me talk. They be like, boy, you don't sound like you from Casey. I think I sound country. That's why I asked. Yeah, and I don't know. And so I I don't elaborate anymore. I don't elaborate anymore. I just be like straight up, and then mm. I just kind of leave it alone because you know you could. I don't know. <laughs> you got your flash on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought <laughs> he knew. Lauded the boy. I, I thought he know, knew. Yeah. See, I, I ain't too technical. Hold down. <laughs> there you go. Is it off? Yeah. Nope. No. Oh, there you yeah, go. There you go. What about what? What about your attitude mm-hmm. coming to the city from out there? Does that change? It was all the same. Does that change at all? Nah, it was all the same. Cause and this is gonna sound crazy. When you come from nothing, you know, we had sidewalks, y'all. Y'all had sidewalks up here. Dirt roads. Dirt roads. Yeah, we had dirt from. roads, man. We didn't, I mean, that's just what it was. We didn't have a, uh, we didn't a, have a phone. And all the, like, stores is far away. Like, man, you got to. bro, we, it, Yeah, we got to. I thought I was country until. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, but we had an old house down the hill that was, like, chicken house uh, chicken shack it was like three levels old i used to call it a slave house because about probably about good probably about good 50 feet it was an outhouse mm-hmm. that was right there too. can you speak up, huh. can you speak up oh yeah 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 so so it was like an outhouse of like 50 feet from there mm-hmm. so like i said man we didn't know i mean we literally built our own fences we had to go down and get axes and we had to chop down branches and we made barbed wire fence we had to go down every not to get off this what is the what is the (laughs) proper definition for outhouse a bathroom outside inside a little shack it's a hole in the wall i mean a hole in the ground when i hear outhouse you know what i'm thinking of what you think (laughs) a strip club in kansas Uh, is that the name of is that the name of it Straight up, yeah, yeah. Man. You can strip, but you got to strip. Use a bag. It's kind of a shithole too, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is that what they named it? I, like I don't know. I need to I call like them that. and ask them why they named it. <laughs> but uh, but so anyway, so I really didn't see the only transition I saw, and what really made me link up with the guys I'm still cool with to this day, is that we all had the same mindset. We was trying to get it. I didn't, I mean, boys was from, you know, from the from the buildings, just, you know, here on 12th Street, you know, and then they wind up tearing them down. And then, you know, 
I didn't really know no difference because we was all the same. We was trying to get it. Mm-hmm. And now, mind you, but I was born in Wyandotte County. So I was so I'm from 913. I'm from the 913. So I've been on both sides my whole life. So how, so how was that? My parents had an office when we was doing the paper in the 70s and 80s over there. So I was I was born there at Providence St. Margaret's Hospital. Uh, and I was always in Wanda County. So we, we always travel back and forth. And, you know, when you're in business, you know, you just go where the money is. You know, I mean, you know, we was in Wichita. We was in Wichita. Shot all the way back here to KC. Uh, well, see, the whole state of Kansas. So we was in Wichita all the way to KCK. And then plus from Kansas City, Missouri, all the way to St. Louis. So we was doing that on a weekly basis. I was on the freeway along with my brother. We was on the highway. Like, way before social media, none of this stuff. This was in you know, the 80s and 90s where I spent from literally, it was a... From here to Wichita, it was a seven and a half, eight hour round trip that we would do on Fridays. And then on Saturday, we would hit the highway and go to St. Louis. And so we, you know, we in Jeff City. I mean, we, all them little spots. We's doing that consistently, man. Getting pulled over by the police, guns put yeah. on. We did all that, man. And nobody knew. Since you said that. Yep. The importance of a black owned newspaper to mm-hmm. me. We get to tell our own stories. Real. They don't get to create their stories That's real. about us. What yeah, is what was your purpose of creating this, and what is the importance of it to you? The importance of it is, and um, <clears throat> and I'm gonna be all the way a hundred with you, all the way a hundred. <laughs> um, I don't think we really have grasped the importance of a black newspaper. Yeah. I don't think just once social media hit. It, it it really watered it really watered the newspaper down because in 2006 when you had social media really hit along with uh, internet you saw a lot of newspapers went under and I'm talking about black owned newspaper a lot of them went under and when that happened it really lost our voice as far as having something concrete and so what was going on you saw a transition of people that were doing uh, internet, which was cool, but to some degree, you didn't know if it was real or not, because you somebody be in the basement, somebody can create something, throw it out there, but then when you ask for a physical copy, they looked at you like you was crazy, so you didn't know if it was authentic, and so here I come walking in with something authentic, and so I started to realize that they started to look at you different and view you different, but then the flip side of it was they looked at you as being archaic, They're like man, this dude's still printing papers. And I'm looking at them like, hey, you have no idea what this means. Like, this is our legal weapon. Like, if, if, if something happens in history, this is time stamping it. You could put this in one of them things. What do they do when they drop them down into the ground? And then they, then you time capsule. It, time capsule. You pull it up. I'm like, dang, all this really went on. And right. this is crazy because when, when 2000, when, what was it, 2006, when Barack was running, Mm. But, uh, 2008 2008 okay, 2008 Well uh, When he was running It was like a year Leading up to I made sure That he stayed on the front page And people like, Why you keep Barack on it I said Y'all don't get it I'm I'm thinking past go yeah. I'm thinking years from now Because when my kids And grandkids Like man Y'all knew there was a black president mm-hmm. Right Like yeah right Like yeah look And then I made sure Here's the flip side I made sure that 
the local businesses that was around here, I slapped them on the front page. So it was one of them things that, of course, years from now, you'd be like, man, you know, I was on the front page with the president. You know, you tell your grandkids, they like, do you? Right. That's funny. That right. I know nowadays people copy and paste and they don't, you know, they Twitter fingers and whoop whoop. But I mean, I had to, I mean, I was, I was what, in the seventh grade typing 80 and 90 words a minute. Cause that's all I had to do was type, and then you had to, you know. So it was a longer process, and it 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 just taught me the procedure, and 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 just learning from the beginning, and so I can appreciate hard work, and that's the reason why. Because in 2006, I was the first black paper in Kansas City that went color. I was the only paper that went color. And, and it was crazy because to me, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to step up the game just because I'm looking at, I'm looking at the star. I'm looking at all these other big, big fishes. And right. I'm trying to figure out, man, it's a black paper, man. We need to have this. And I got looked up on as a guy here. Black folk, oh, man, you in color. Like, man, what? Yeah. What, like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, but what was so, this is one of the things that shocked me. And I'm going to be straight with you. I was uh, I was filling a newspaper machine at the bus stop. I mean, at the there at the bus station, right off Truce. And I went in and filled this bus. Uh, so I was so I was literally putting the machine down. Now, mind you, I always get talked about jumping out because they thought I was a paper boy, and I didn't care. I, I wasn't caught on titles. You know, I hear right. everybody. I'm an owner. I ain't on that. So I jumped out. I'm filling the newspaper machine, and this black lady said. Why are you filling that newspaper machine working for that white company? And then I said, <laughs> I kind of chuckled. And then I said, well, ma'am, I looked down at myself and I said, I'm probably one of the darkest people out here on the block. This ain't a white paper. She said, yeah, it is. Look at it. And then I said, and I laughed just because I knew why she said it. Just because of the quality? She stopped because it was something nice that it was white. Mm. But if it looked ran down, it was black. So I thanked her. And then I said, thank you, ma'am. But this is a black paper. And she shut up. Did and she, that was crazy did to she, me. Did she get her paper? I didn't care if she did or not. I <laughs> wouldn't even. Because the, 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 the level of expectation for us was so low. That when you walked in with something more, they didn't. They looked up on it as. Nah, this ain't real. You gotta have some white money behind you. Mm. And I'm like, nah, it's just grit. Like, I want something nice for us. Y'all, what's wrong with that? Y'all don't like that? And so I had to, that was something that I didn't factor into the equation at all. Now, I was ready for the companies, I was ready for the corporation, but I didn't factor in us. And that bothered me. But I realized too, it was a teaching moment because. I've always felt like once people ask me something about the paper, that was my opportunity to try to knock some barriers down that they really didn't know why. There was a, and it's just a quick two-minute story. <laughs> I always contribute things that happen in my life to stories to help me understand. Like when I run into an older generation, I can't just talk to them raw like that because they're going to they're gonna automatically write you off. So I got to talk in their terminology. So... I always tell this story to an older generation. I said, when I was little, I would hear this preacher at my church, well, this deacon at the time, 
he would say uh, when he would see his mother cook, she'll cut this ham, put the ham in the oven, and then she'll put it into, uh, she, uh, I'm sorry, she get this ham, cut it, and then and then she put it into a stove. And he said, well, mama, why'd you cut the ham and put it in the stove? He said, baby, I don't know, go ask big mama. Big mama, why'd you cut the ham and put it in the stove? He said, I don't know. Once you go ask great great grandmama, she's still alive. Go ask her, great great grandmama, why you cut your ham and put it in the stove? She said, "Baby, I did it just because the pan was too small." Everybody laughed, but the point of it was there was a reason to cut the ham back then because they had no choice. Now you ain't got to cut the ham. You could put three, four hams in the oven, and so with that way, I have to kind of present that to an older generation and say I get it why you did it back then but you can also appreciate where we at now it ain't a hate it's, it's, it is something that we haven't evolved in and then we can appreciate the stove we have now back to what you had and that was the reason why I was telling you about the paper but like why I appreciate tight setting it first because I know how easy it is now just to copy paste somebody send you some stuff and now it's just about a design but i remember what you know where all the hard work came from so you have appreciation for i got the appreciation back the day. for everything i'm glad he explained that because after bad. the second ham got cut i was so where is as far as distribution how far out the year does your paper go now now uh actually physical copies uh it's just here it's just here locally now with internet you know how it is with social media man this stuff can hit worldwide within you know a few clicks so as far as distribution physical publications just here in metropolitan i got tired of hitting that highway man <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah, I ain't gonna lie so so it's local and it's online yes uh-huh local online uh you can look at it online it's uh dpusa.online dpusa.online and what about your water my water is drip up water dot com www.dripupwater.com up stands for ultra pure so it's a play on words too so dripupwater.com is it in stores as well it's it it's only in certain stores man i want to keep it uh shoot man i want to keep it blacktop and uh you know and this is just a marketing strategy i didn't want to start off timing you know what i mean i didn't want to talk i i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to start off flamboyant so i was in the stores and whoop the whoop because now they could use that against you. Say, yeah, you got this water in the store. Ain't nobody buying it. You know what I'm Yeah, whatever. So yeah. I want to start here locally and then kind of elevate. And you got to understand that's kind of the formula whenever it comes to us. Grassroots are big to us and, and big for us. So once we can see it elevate, then we can support it later. But if you just start off on, oh, man. And then if you fall off, the first thing you're like, man, dude, fell off. Mm, yeah. stores. Ain't nobody buying I got two questions yep, yep. with the water. Yes. So once you set the kids down at the table mm -hmm. and y'all decided on the water, yep. what was the other options? And then yep. even after that, once you chose water, uh -huh. what was the process for that? How do you know the pH balances? Well, did you, did you have to? Sure. Uh, I'm a straight spring water drinker. Uh, I like spring, of course, from the country. We had a well, so... <laughs> Maybe that's part of the reason why I got, I guess, subconsciously getting into it. Uh, you know, it's funny about pH level. This is what I've discovered. pH level is great. 
Uh, but you have to be careful about it being too high because it can break your organs down. Some, some, some water is so rich, man, your organs can't handle that. Mm. And then two, whenever it comes up out the well or, or just comes up out the ground, it could be at a high level, and which is mm -hmm. great. But then when it sits in them plastic bottles for a while, that pH level starts to go down. For those who don't know what yep. pH is about, can you explain that? Well, that's just a level of uh, purity. Uh, you got all types of uh, ingredients and things that are in the water that, that keeps it at, at a good level. I mean, there are, spring water is just a natural God-given thing that is already purified. And then you have alkaline water. That's something else that's got minerals in it. Like when it rains, it sits in the rocks and the mountains and it's got that uh, it's got that pink salt and all of that stuff that purifies it and keeps the minerals that helps your body naturally. So once again, that's something that I wanted to do for us. I didn't want my mom and daddy, uh mom and daddy, I didn't want my kids to come to me like, well, like mom and daddy, you know, what does daddy why'd you people running around here sick you know you could have helped and i always envisioned that or that movie what's the movie that came out the black movie black panther i always envisioned the part in the movie where the ancestors came to whatever his name was uh the son t'challa the son and he asked him like you know you ready and he kind of chewed him out like you had all this this knowledge uh, okay. You see what I'm saying? So there is an accountability that I also accept as well. Even though God has blessed me with this, but I just don't stop there. I just don't feel like, well, cool. I got the plug and I'm going to run off with it. Nah, nah. We Everybody got to eat. Everybody got to win. Right. So is this, anyway. is this the only size? That's the only size, 16 ounce. Uh, it was really a prototype. It was a test run to be straight with you. I ain't going to lie. It was because, like I say, I didn't. We, it's a funny market with us, man. <laughs> so, I know a lot of people that's failed coming out with things just because they either overdid it or or kind of underachieved. Go ahead. Can can we get the gallons? For us niggas that worked hey, out, man, I need up, a gallon. Straight up. If things work out right, hey, it's going to be a lovely look here in the future. <laughs> I ain't, hey, right, I ain't let me be one. Out, let me buy the first gallon. Yeah, that's all I got. Like we got your record saying that. Too. Always first first gallon. It looked dope. We appreciate you sitting down with us. Anytime, man. Anytime. Definitely. Anytime. Uh, Thanks, bro. And we look forward to our article on us being in the newspaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Again, it. That's tell easy. them where to follow you at, yeah, please. Yeah, man. You can hit me up on Instagram under the newspaper. It's Dispatch Post USA Newspaper. Dispatch Post USA Newspaper on Instagram. Uh, also on Facebook, Twitter, Dispatch Post USA. Uh, email, uh, internet, dpusa.online. Now on the water aspect, Drip up water, yeah. Drip up, drip, drip up. <laughs> so much happening. Dang, I gotta Trips look at it. Yeah, www.dripupwater.com. Um, and then also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, is Drip Ultra Pure Water. If you want to follow me on Facebook, it's Drip Ultra Pure Water. You know hey. we. You know we can take care of that, man. We looking for sponsors. All right. So you ain't right. even got to say all this. I ain't got to say all we that. Y'all can, can handle it. We can Yay! sit here and say this shit all day. I love you know, it. Just, I love you know, it. Any closing, encouraging words? 
man um you know I, for entrepreneurs or i don't want to sound generic i don't want to sound like a, a, a cliche cliche and shoot stay at it <laughs> stay <laughs> stay written consistency's tough and consistency sells if you consistent i don't care if they don't like you they're gonna try you at least once if there's a million people out there and and a million of them don't like you they just gonna try it just because yo if you've seen a no limit uh chronicles you'll understand what that means too facts yes yeah. yeah 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 so just keep it going and and, and too this is the year for us I appreciate you, man. Us, uh, man. I feel blacker than I am right now. <laughs> man, I don't know if that's For a real, dark bro. joke. <laughs> no, no. It goes, I feel bro. that. I feel well, you know, just sitting here on 18th and Vine, bro, just sitting around a bunch of entrepreneurs and just having this. I ain't been black in a minute. Just, just you know. <laughs> y'all don't feel a little blacker than, than, than Yeah, I than, mean, than normal? me, of course. You know, uh, but real talk. You know, it makes you just want to get out there and grit. And, yeah. and it makes our purpose feel even more. Uh, appreciate it. You know Straight what I mean? Up. Straight up. We we know we can help out a lot of people. You can help yeah. out us. Yeah. Just to see other people gritting doing shit, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, allows us to, to to really grit and grind just like everybody else is. It's just no. And we no, got no, the shit key. Ain't for vain. We yeah, got man. the key. I don't think I don't think a lot of us really recognize. We got it. Like we got the formula. To that DJ Khaled. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Straight up. The funny it. thing, a white homie told me that. Man, like, they we know. got it. Like, they know. We run everything. I mean, we yeah. everything. And the culture is us. Most everything. culture in the world. Yeah, like, it's crazy. But we got to learn how to deal with us. We got it to whom is given, much is required. Bars. Oh, we nice. got Bars. it. We got to learn how Bars. to treat us both ways. Yeah. The that's consumers right. and also the sellers. Straight. Yeah. That's what my uncle told on me. On both What sides. you just said. My yeah. uncle told me on the way back and forth to the country. Dropping bars. On the way back and forth oh, to the country. That's what he told me. I was literally in his pickup truck. We was riding. Same sound. This, yeah. These niggas spit. Yeah, that sound country, but we yeah. in pickup truck. <laughs> Bro said I want a pickup truck. <laughs> my <laughs> uncle said it. He said, David, you know, he's like, he was like, man, you know what my grandmother told me? I said, what's that? He said, we got to stop being consumers. He said, God just didn't bless white folks. He blessed us too. And he said, we got to start looking at it from that aspect. And I looked over him. I said, damn. Bruh, I think it is. a lot of us, I ain't going to say a lot of us, but people, black people recognize that. It's just they're looking for the quick dollar. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I've run into. A lot of people that I've done business with <laughs> and stuff, they want to run into yeah, the quick yeah, dollar yeah. instead of the, the long, slow play. Yeah. And, 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 and we about to close this. Mm -hmm. But if you will buy, if this water tastes just as good as Fiji, and you will buy this water. I mean, Fiji. I don't want to hear you complain about the price of this water. Yeah. I don't think nobody's gonna complain. And I hadn't heard anybody complain. I'm just, yeah. I was gonna put that on the books. I'm gonna right. put that on record. I ain't heard nobody. It's just that I came into it because I know, you know. And it's more than just water. Straight. It's anything go. with black people. Like you, you ain't established. You ain't nobody. But you'll spend five thousand dollars on some Gucci. But you won't. What? What? But just like he said, you got to be consistent too. Though. Be consistent. If you ain't consistent, exactly. it ain't gonna sell it's it all. Both ways. You know what I mean? It's both so, ways. You just said a mouthful, homie, about that. Uh, what you said? You just said a mouthful about it's that. Gucci. What was your first name again, man? David. David Sharp, dog. If you got stories like Shannon Sharp, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm listening. So what be do we call you? What I'm do we call you? Though? <laughs> you, got a, you got a nickname or something? You man, I, everybody called man. I hear DJ. I hear Big D Dave. Whoa. I hear, oh. Yeah. 
This what's is Save Before the Podcast. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Save Before the Podcast now. Yeah, yeah. I know I should have asked that off air. You just went into it. Yeah. Just went into well, I, just, I just said something that that's supposed to be after dark. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Right, right. I'm you getting 100. I'm getting 100. That's all I can be. <laughs> Straight up and down. Oh, I wasn't done. No. I wasn't done. That was, just, that was only two. I got, I got a few more. I got Air Jordan. People call me Air Jordan. I don't know if you know what you said. You want me to just say it again? Nah, I know exactly what I said. And it wasn't on that, though. <laughs> Oh, what's that's saving for the podcast. What's the Air Jordan about? Because uh, my last name is Jordan, uh, Jordan and okay. uh, and I'm his I'm his second cousin. Oh, I'm what? Cousin. Yeah, man, my uncle, my uncle and Michael Jordan's daddy look like brothers. Man, he they they look yeah they yeah they brothers. Damn, now I gotta ask no. you what you thought about the last day. <sighs> We hey, don't talk about that on the whole nother swap. We, right, we, we right, don't do right, that. Yeah, we definitely got to get you, you back. You know, it's George. I almost say that. Yeah, it's you know. a lot I got to <laughs> ask you about your family, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so I was we, at a friend we reunion. We got to do this again. I was at a friend reunion in Chicago. I was 13 years old. And then they came on the mic and said, Michael Jordan's daddy downstairs. Y'all want to go down there and take pictures? And, all right, we ain't go. Kind of look like his So this ain't no cap? This is real life? No, he kind of look like his pops. Oh, wait till you see my uncle. Look you at, see my have uncle? you seen his pops? I see it. Have you seen his pops? See my uncle. We're going to say this for a whole other song. <laughs> yeah, we I got questions about that. Yeah, I got a lot of questions myself. So. All right, we appreciate you, man. And I want right to talk on. to you about the newspaper, but we'll do that bet after that. Bet that. Right on. Keep that. We keep all that rolling. Yeah, you can cut the Big Dick Dave part out, though. Is that what I said? Keep it. That's why I said you don't know No, I said Big D or Big Dave. No, I'm saying we keep this rolling. I bring the guests on. We keep it rolling. That's what I said. No, Did I say that? Did it come out? Yeah, yeah. I gotta get out this mic. <laughs> BD, no, I didn't say that though. Bro. Did I? On Hell that yeah. That, that, you, I you said was like, big deal, big exactly day. what I said. <laughs> yeah. and I, I said it again. <laughs> and then I leaned back and shook my head. BD. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can be over there. You can take my man's spot. All right. All right. Hey, I appreciate you, though. You said, y'all know. I know what I said. That's why I said that. That's why somebody said, bro, we can talk. That's funny, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, because I. All right, bro. You got a case in the car? Damn. Let us know. Hey, we out here. We out here. We ready? Are you? You want to hear? You wanted to hear him talk about big dick? Oh, whoa! Oh yeah, you missed it. You missed it. Cause he asked his nicknames. He said right off the top. Big like, dick. What? Hey, well, whoa. <laughs> whoa. We wasn't expecting all that. What the huh? fuck? <laughs> Who? I mean, well, y'all here? Oh, cuz. That was cuz left with it. Big dick day. Oh, she's still looking for it. Hey, cuz, you didn't left the impression. Real nigga roll call. Hey, it's going to be tough to sit in that seat now, huh? He got to follow up. Nah, he, he got to follow up. <laughs> Tell him what we got here, man. Are we, are we rolling? Yes, yeah, we're, we're rolling. rolling. Oh, we might be. Wow. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up with it? What's going on? Save it for the podcast. How y'all doing? Mr. 1.2. Hey, you know you got to save it for the podcast.